So tell me a bit about your journey into medicine. So my journey actually began as a pharmacist. Um, so I did a pharmacy degree, um, worked in an NHS trust for about three or four years. Um, and um, during my time there, um, I had the opportunity to volunteer for a charity in Sierra Leone. Um, so I went there as a, as a pharmacist um, and during my time there um, I got to work with um, so many different uh, medical professionals so um, doctors, anaesthetists, um, dentists, nurses um, and actually one of the doctors there um, asked me you know why I wasn't a doctor um, and then you know that kind of planted the seed I guess and when I came back to the UK um, I just applied to medicine and, and here I am. Amazing and so what exactly were you doing in Sierra Leone? I think when we hear about Sierra Leone um, we remember you know things that we've heard about on the news and, and, and the war that was going on there the civil war um, and just other things around you know West Africa. I essentially was working in a hospital in a really small town called Yonibana and it was a locally built hospital. Essentially had facilities to so to do um, minor operations. So I was involved with the aftercare of, of, of those patients. There was also local clinics so treating um, minor ailments uh, for people um, so they could just walk into the clinic, they could be assessed by a doctor um, or um, another health professional um, and their medical problem would be dealt with um, and there's a real focus on I guess providing care for people that normally wouldn't be able to go to um, the capital which is in Freetown um, and be able to receive um, you, you know adequate medical care. Absolutely and obviously it being your second degree that experience from Sierra Leone to then come back to the UK to apply as a postgrad. Mm. So thoughts and ideas went through your mind about any challenges or even any advantages that you were thinking of? Mm. Um, I think the actual application process was quite straightforward. Um, in terms of the, the, the criteria to get into medical school, um, it, it's pretty... Um, I guess explicit and kind of in black and white for the various universities. Um, for me personally, I guess the the biggest things that I had to think about on whether I wanted to embark on medicine um, were more on a I guess on a personal level than um, thinking about the actual application process. Um, I think at the time. Um, I, I was in a really fortunate position, actually. Um, stereotype of um, I, th I think being older, um, uh, changing careers, um, being female, um, being Asian can um, sometimes, uh, I guess, hinder you or can sometimes hold you back or um, raise, you know, concerns for yourself. But I was really fortunate that my family were, you know, very supportive. Um, that made the decision quite easy for me. Absolutely. And I think that's really important, um, especially, as you said, being a young female, um, but also coming from an ethnic background. You know, there's certain cultures which have certain stereotypes about when a woman should get married or when they should start a family. And there's 
quite a lot of heavy influences on mm. certain things and for certain expectations um, that people around you can have. Um, so the move in itself sounds um, absolutely amazing, actually. Um, and on that note, could you tell me a bit more about your background? Um, so my grandparents are from a, um, a state in northern India called Gujarat um, and from there they moved over to East Africa um, to Uganda which is where both my parents were actually born um, and um, uh, essentially kind of lived um, a large portion of their lives um, and then in the 70s um, because of the the mass exodus of um, uh, Asians from uh, Uganda, my um, parents actually decided to move to um, Saudi Arabia, so to move to the Middle East, to move to Riyadh. Um, and at the time, um, uh, they they did some work over there. So um, that's actually where I was born. Um, and I lived there for um, quite a lot of my childhood so up until I was 10 years old, um, after which my parents decided to move to London, which is where um, I've stayed the rest of my life. Amazing. So it sounds like there's such a diversity within um, your heritage. And I think that's absolutely incredible. Um, and how do you think that's kind of helped you relate more to your patient yeah so I think um living in London um is such a multicultural diverse community um of people um and I think having um or I guess having elements of my own culture from my family but also from um different countries that I've um spent time in really helps um I think you know in medicine um as with um other as with other kind of careers um, I think communication is so important I think being able to um build a rapport um with people um on a kind of a cultural level um understanding them but also being able to you know communicate with them is so important and I, I definitely do think um having experienced these different um cultures and different countries um has had a positive impact on you know my ability to um treat my patients absolutely and i think is especially from the mixture of cultures you've been in and also the mixture of languages that you've learnt and been exposed to i i, mm. I absolutely can understand that um and on that note do you feel especially with the transition from your first degree to now have there been many struggles or many challenges that have stood out to you yeah um i, I think for me it's um being a postgraduate um uh, student or a postgraduate doctor i think there are um as time goes on there are things in life i guess that um, unexpected things in life that do crop up um so for me i think you know one of the the biggest things that i think i've i've ever gone through in my life um is the the passing of my of my dad during my um foundation training um and um i think it highlights a lot that 
a medical degree and medical training is such a, a marathon um, and there is so much of your time and your energy that you have to dedicate towards your training and I think sometimes when you have unexpected things that do arise it's you know it's really difficult to be able to balance you progressing in your career and progressing in your training but also dealing with personal you know problems or emotions that you have to you know get through with other elements in, in your life um so i think you know that was that was quite a big thing um and I think also just as you mature and as you get older, um, there are other considerations that um, I guess you have to think about. So whether it's, you know, a family um, or I guess where you want to settle and some people, some people training can be, you could be moved from one part of a country to, to, to the other. So I think there's, there's so many things that um, I, I guess do arise. Absolutely. And you know the fact that such a large life event happened especially during your foundation years which some people could arguably say are actually probably one of the hardest parts of your training because you're just fresh from med school going straight into this new world of work which you're unfamiliar mm -hmm. with. it's just such a strength and such a courage that you still had to continue with that um, and out of curiosity what do you think your driving factor was to continue rather than halt and take a break at that moment in time? Hmm. Um, I think, you know, at that time, I, I, I personally felt very vulnerable. Um, I, I think I, I, I greatly depended on the strength and the support of my friends and family um i think without having i guess the understanding having them there for me both kind of physically being there but also if i ever needed to speak to someone i think definitely allowed me to get through that and process um i, I guess what, what had happened um and I think, you know, I'm very fortunate for that, um, but I'm also acutely aware that there are sometimes other trainees that unfortunately aren't in the same position. Um, they could be away from home, be away from their loved ones, um, you know, uh, um, in terms of physically. Um, and I think that can really have a strain on you and I have a strain on you mentally being able to, I guess, balance everything. Absolutely. And how did you manage to keep your mental health strong and driven during the time? Because, of course, medicine, you know, being around acutely unwell patients, yeah. so chronically unwell patients, um, you can witness deteriorating. It's not an easy thing. So how did you uphold your drive during that and also separate I guess your personal feelings and personal emotions whilst being able to deal with them yeah I think sometimes um as as humans we can we are sometimes we're not aware of our own capacity and we don't know what we can overcome and what we can 
you know achieved without us being thrown in that situation and I think a part of it is kind of autopilot and I think in dealing with the, the training aspect of things I think I just essentially went into autopilot and just went through the motions of completing um the training um I think from a personal point of view and in terms of an emotional point of view um for me I'm, I'm a really spiritual person and I really do believe in things happen when they are supposed to um I have a really strong faith as well um and I think I highly relied on that and depended on that to try to rationalize uh, I guess what I was going through and to really kind of help me get through that absolutely and I think maintaining that work-life balance and knowing what works for you and what isn't correct for you at the same time and just having that right balance between the two things is absolutely you know core um and in terms of I guess the support that was available to you with chess would you say it was as expected or um I think first of all as a as a trainee um it's difficult to know what to expect um sometimes you aren't actually I know I wasn't aware of the things that I the, the type of support I should be getting or what what is available so I think it's um it, it was difficult I think um I, I did receive support um particularly from my team and my um, the, the doctors that I was around and um, the, the, I guess the, the people that were immediately in contact with my clinical practice. Um, but I always feel, you know, these are, these are such difficult situations. And I think it, it's, I, I do think possibly more needs to be done, whether that's that doctors are aware of what these services are and I guess what avenues you can go down when you are struggling or whether it is a case of maybe even changing what these you know services are or creating a greater way that doctors can you know access them absolutely definitely I completely agree with them that understaffing in the NHS is a problem on its own but the support available to doctors but also other healthcare professionals in such a stressful time can I guess unintentionally be less than it should be um so it is definitely I think an area that should be worked on um and like you said earlier in in, in our podcast it's all about communication it's the communication between the doctors that the healthcare professionals but also those organisations and those teams who are meant to be there for support. And I think having that open and honest conversation to increase that level of support would, would be very useful and very helpful, I think. I, I'm aware that you do quite a few things outside of medicine as well. So can you tell me a bit more about what they are and how you got into that? Hmm. Sure, yeah. So... Um medicine forms a large part of um my, my time and my energy and my interest as well it's my passion it's my my career i depend on it 
for um uh, you know for money for work um but it's obviously something that i also love to do um but i think as i've gotten older um i've realized um other ambitions and other things that are really really important to me um so i think first of all on a kind of a I guess a community level, um, I think, you know, communities, whether that's a community based on um, religion, ethnicity, a geographical community, I think our lives um, and the goodness in our lives is strengthened by communities and how good the communities are around us. Um, So for me, I, you know, really believe in um, helping those that, that need support um so i'm you know highly involved in a a local charity that helps um you know young families helps individuals to um i guess direct them whether they need um support um, in terms of kind of um mental health or um financial aid or or things like that so um that i think forms and actually takes up quite a lot of um, my time outside of work that sounds absolutely incredible. And what made you, I guess, spend so much of your time doing that? So I'm going to have to give that credit to my parents. Um, I think they have um, always been involved with um, uh, kind of a lot of work in the community and um, they've always instilled that um, in me and my siblings. Um, So I think from a young age, um, it's always been something that I've been exposed to. And I guess as I've um, gotten older, I've developed my own interest in I guess specific areas of um, volunteering or charity work that you know really what what I think is important and what I think and how I feel I can I guess contribute the most. Absolutely and I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. So can you tell me a bit more about your training pathway at the moment and what extra things you're doing around that as well? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm in my final year of my um, general practice or GP specialist training. So fingers crossed next year, um, I, I will complete that. Um, working within the NHS is really important to me. I really do believe in our healthcare system. And I think it's something that I would always want an element of in my career going forward. Um, But I also think um, that for me personally, I'm very much used to and I I enjoy um, developing other skills and um, I guess seeing other elements um, outside of just general practice. Um, So a, a few years ago, I did a diploma in um, dermatology and aesthetic medicine um, which is now what I do alongside my um, general practice training. That sounds amazing and what made you choose um, dermatology and aesthetics? So I think I'm uh, a really practical person, I enjoy practical skills so I think that was um, uh, kind of a big driving force but also at the time I think it was just the, the right place and the right time that I think aesthetic medicine um, 
has essentially just blown up I think in the last five to six years um and I think it's just I think we are all exposed to it or we are all aware of it and I think just learning more about it um being able to specialize in a specific area of the body so the face the muscles um looking at the anatomy um the intricate work that you can do and i guess being able to see that the the positive results and the positive impact that you can have on people um, and their feelings and their confidence about themselves i think um you know i I find it really really satisfying and I, i really do enjoy it Absolutely. And do you not feel it's quite a competitive industry to be in at the moment? Um, yes, I think anything um, anything at the moment is, is competitive. Um, but I actually enjoy that element of it. Um, I think it's with aesthetics um as much as um it can have a positive impact i think and i'm sure everyone has seen negative stories in the media um that things that can go wrong when people are inexperienced um side effects things like that so um i think for for, for me um it's it's competitive but for me personally i strive to be the best that i can providing the best results for my patients and practicing in in the safest way absolutely and i think that's the main thing i think it's always a competition between you and yourself on that note do you think your work in aesthetics and the charity work to also the cultural background that you come from do you think that any point in the future that that could have a link? Uh, yes, I do think so. Um, I think I'm quite an open person um, and I, I I believe in, I guess, following my gut and following, um, I guess, opportunities as they arise. Um, I think having the, the background that I have, the, the fact that my parents have had a varied background too I think um the idea of um having a career outside the UK um is a really strong possibility for me um and whether that's in in with respect to practicing as a a doctor or whether it's focused on focusing on the aesthetic side um or, or both even um I think it's definitely something that I'm looking into um opening myself up to um potentially doing absolutely and is there any particular reason as to why you would want to work abroad i think having the the opportunity to go abroad um is you know fantastic and i think it definitely exposes you to 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 so much i think life is short and i never want to have regrets and that's something i've always kind of lived by so um i think having the opportunity arose um and if the timing was right then i think it's definitely you know something that would be positive absolutely and you also mentioned um obviously living in saudi arabia when you were younger is do you currently speak arabic or so i 
so my CV would say that I do, <laughs> um, but I think as with as with most languages, um, I wouldn't say I'm fluent. I can um, understand it pretty well. Um, I can I can speak a few words, um, but um, I wouldn't say I, I'm fluent. Um, I think it's definitely something that I would like to practice more and focus on, um, particularly with um, if my intention was to go to the Middle East, although it's not compulsory. Um, but I think it's, as with anything, um, even if I decide to stay in London, we are a multicultural society. I think having the ability to speak multiple languages is always going to be, you know, as a benefit to your patients, but also to you. I think learning a language, learning new skills, you know, doing the most that you can, um, you know, I think it is a great thing. Absolutely. And I think just having that focus on both your personal development but also your career development. You've just highlighted to us how important it is to just be well-rounded, um, but also really highlighted the importance of focusing on your mental health and having those strategies in place to make sure that you're growing as a person, but you're also looking after yourself. So I think that was a really important message. 